This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. First up today, Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim has asked civil servants to be open to change both in terms of mindset as well as in how they operate. Yeah, he said today in his inaugural monthly address to the staff of the Prime Minister's Department, uh, in, and he said that the contributions from the civil servants can ensure the success of his administration as they are a pillar of governance to support the system. He also said that he would call upon his incoming cabinet colleagues to respect and listen to the civil service and their views, especially with those with vast experience in uh, their respective areas. So I think it's a combination of uh, being reassuring and telling the civil service that they are deeply important, that they help to to keep things going, that they're going to be crucial to the success of his administration, while also pointing out, and I think he used a phrase in the speech, something like, I don't want to dredge up old problems, but, you know, we have to talk about it a little bit. Um, You know, something to the effect of, we know that there have been issues in the past and moving forward, there needs to be this idea that you are very important people in the government, but there are things that can be done better and can be done differently. Yeah, so it's a positive message, one that uh, tries to mobilize the the better angels, as it were, of the civil service. But, you know, if you lived through the 80s as an adult uh, or at least a sentient teenager, you would have watched a Yes Minister. And so the deep paradox of democracy is that while people elect their... um, their ministers and political leaders, they do not elect the civil service. And the civil service tends to, in a mature democracy, uh, remain much longer than politicians do. So they have they amass a huge amount of power and can influence the way any administration operates. I'm glad we're talking about this now after something, what felt like two weeks of people saying, we don't have a government, we don't have a functioning system. Um, and, you know, you repeating over and over again that, well, actually, we do do, right? Like, um, we don't necessarily have an administration, sure. We didn't at the time have a prime minister, sure. Um, but what we did have was the civil service continuing to make the country run. And um, I know that talking about the civil service in the context of Malaysia is just by its nature quite a complicated one. Um, you know, on the one hand, as we've been saying, as you've been saying, hugely important figures in making sure that things are actually going, things are actually working. Um, on the other hand, of course, the word, for example, bloated has come up an awful lot. Um, this question of the pension, um, and I'm not, uh, the pension, it also cuts both ways, right? Whether or not it goes with that bloatedness and, and is a a large sum, uh, but also on an individual level, whether it's enough for individual civil servants to retire on. Yeah, there's also this uh, question of a particular moment in our politics, uh, the uh, the the issue of reform has you know been raised, and so in wanting to reform the system uh, you you have to have civil servants not just doing business as usual they are going to have to adapt to a new direction and i don 't mean just the tweaks in policy but in fact some uh, wholesale changes in approach and worldviews and so that is going to be the uh, the huge task it was there in 2018 and it continues to be something that this administration picks up now after many years where i guess it was in some sense business as usual 
So we're going to be speaking after this with Tansri Mohamed Sharif Kasim, founding member of G25, about this issue. Uh, we'd also like to hear from you. Um, what's been your experience dealing with the civil service? Uh, good, not so good. You know, any feedback you want to provide, I suppose now's a good time. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. It is 5.13 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We're starting off our show today with a conversation about the civil service and an openness for change and reform, really. And this is coming about as Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim has asked for civil servants to be open to change. We would like to hear from you while talking about change in this context. Uh, what has been your experience dealing with the civil sector? Good, not so good. We want to hear both. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now to discuss this is Tansri Mohammed Sharif Kasim, founding member of G twenty five. Tansri, thanks for speaking with us today. Oh, thank you for having me on the program. So, um, Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim's call for civil servants to help him in his journey to change the course of the country is what we're starting with. Um, broadly, what role should civil servants play in helping with reforming the nation? I think what he means is that whatever the personal views of the civil servants regarding the politics of the country or the politicians, he would like to see them follow the uh, or change, huh? to be in line with the uh, aspirations of the Pakatan Harapan Manifesto. Um, I think he's aware that some members of the civil service may have different political opinions, but uh, he's telling them, you know, please uh, support the Pakatan Harapan agenda and uh, uh, work together with the government. Uh, to bring about the change. Tansri, does the civil service itself need to be reformed? And is that a necessary condition to it playing a, uh, its part as handmaiden to a reformist government? Mm. I, I'm not sure what you mean by reforming the civil service. Can you... So, yeah, so the question is, uh, there's been much criticism of the civil service is bloated. Is there a need for rationalization? Is it, does it need to be reorganized? Civil service has been implicated in questions of corruption or misuse of power. Is the civil service itself in need of reform? Uh, I think the civil service itself, on the question of whether it is bloated, I think that's... Uh, question mark there because uh, although people talk about the civil the size of the civil service is what 1.6 million employees out of total working population of what 14 million they say it's very high but as uh, the previous uh, or as I think it was the present KSN who pointed out that uh, the point 1.6 million comprise, you know, uh, the teachers, the teachers in the teaching service, they make up, they make up about 500,000 of the 1.6. The medical personnel, the nurses, the doctors, that's another few. And then we have the uh, military, the police, 
So the civil service proper, which is what we call the administrative service, is uh, you know is the balance. And, so, and according to the KSN, I don't know, they may have done some research on this. Uh, this is in line with uh, what other countries have in their civil service. So I don't think uh, it needs uh, it needs to be trimmed down or. But what, of course, should happen is that those who are not performing, those who are dead, dead boots, they should be eased out of the civil service. Uh, the government should come out with some kind of uh, scheme. You see, in the private sector, as I was saying in my uh, WhatsApp messages, in the private sector, they have this severance package where the date will be, will be offered to re, to leave voluntarily. <laughs> and I know this because I was chairman of Standard Chartered Bank. I saw it there. I was chairman of PLUS, uh, the, the highway toll company. We did the same thing. Those who were not performing, you know, they were given a uh, financial incentive, maybe three-month salary or four-month salary. So they can take the money, leave, and go and do some other thing. Maybe find another work or go do their own business. Uh, so that kind of uh, scheme should be introduced so as to send a signal to the rest, you know, that they have to be more efficient, they have to be more dedicated, they have to be more professional, and they have to really uh, show results. Yeah. So the Prime Minister uh, also talked about how he wanted his cabinet members to foster good working relationships with civil servants and, and to listen to what's being said on the ground. Um, how do you think this should be done? Well, I think they should be more, yeah, they should be more trust and confidence uh, between politicians and civil servants. Each side should not be suspicious of the other. Um, whatever the political views of civil servants, you know, they should acknowledge the fact that there is a new party in power. They should be loyal to the party in power and uh, and carry out its programs uh, faithfully and uh, honestly. I think that's what. Uh, Anwar means when he expects the civil servants to embrace change. And it's significant that he made that statement in his address to the PM, at the PM's department, because the PM's department has the top brass of the civil services there, and he wants the, the top brass to know that to know what he expects from them. Tantri, in 2018, um, Kade who was then advisor to uh, Dr. Mate's administration for media and communications, uh, famously gave a, a, a statement on an interview saying that the civil service was, oh, parts of it, was uh, actively sabotaging the Pakatan Harapan government. At the same time, you know, there was a lot of talk that Pakatan, uh, some Pakatan ministers were pretty arrogant in their dealings with civil service, uh, rather combative. What have you heard about what happened in 2018 uh, 
under that administration and how would um, you advise both the civil service as well as politicians to act? Mm. Well, I've heard the same talk and rumors and uh, and this was reflected also in what Tun uh, Mahathir was saying, you know, about his relationship with the politicians running the Ministry of Finance. Um, I don't want to go into details, but, you know, because I don't want to mention names. But there was distrust. I'm talking about the Ministry of Finance. Huh? There was distrust between the civil servants. I think there was even tensions you know, between the civil servants and the political masters. Because they wanted to push through their ideas. For example, they wanted to... I was chairman of PLUS at that time. They wanted to... Or maybe I just left PLUS. I remember. Uh, they wanted to 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 to, to uh, do away with toll, uh, plus toll, and there was quite a resistance from the civil servants in the Ministry of Works, uh, because uh, under the Ministry of Work they have the Highway Authority, which is uh, the regulatory body in charge of plus, or in charge of all the toll highways there. Uh, then in the Ministry of Finance itself, you know, the civil servants were not quite agreeable because they are aware of the implications of the whole economy. You know? If you suddenly, uh, suddenly scrap the tools, change the tools, uh, or, or, or abolish the tools, and even in the press, you know, uh, the, the journalists were saying it's not a good idea. To remove the tolls, so the but the political masters, you know, they said that is their political manifesto. They had to do it. I know because I asked somebody, why do you want to press on? They said this is our political manifesto. We won the election because we promised to abolish tolls. We won the election because we want to. We promised to abolish GST. Uh, so I said, it's a bad idea. But they said, no, it's, uh, we won the election on these issues, so we have to carry them out. So, but the civil servants didn't agree with that. They, you know, uh, they worked hard. Since during my time in 1989, you know, the, in 1991, the finance minister, Tunda M, he announced in his first budget speech, Oh, was it 89, 89, 90, something like that? Yeah, the GST was announced. Of course, it was immediately scrapped. Uh, it took several years. Uh, 2014, 2015, I think, when the, the ringgit was uh, under pressure. Analysts in the newspapers, you know, were talking about the threat to the fiscal balance and the fiscal stability of the country. When that kind of thought starts spreading, the ringgit, of course, weakened. And uh, I recall very clearly Najib, when he was Prime Minister, he was addressing a, a forum in KL, and uh, he said he knew the GST is not popular with the people, but he said, you know, 
the rating agencies around the world, uh, the rating agencies, uh, the international rating agencies are were giving notice that you know if the government does not reform, strengthen the revenue system, they will downgrade our sovereign rating. So he said Malaysia cannot afford that, you know. So although it's a big political risk for him, he had to introduce the GST. So we all, you know, civil servants were part of the change. Uh, they, they, they work hard to get the GST on the ground. Of course, there were some mistakes made with the GST, but anyway, uh, so radical changes like that, you know, without, just for political reasons, will not go well with the civil servants. Uh, Tansri, sorry, we're running out of time. Very quickly, we could we have about a minute or so. Uh, what would you like ordinary Malaysians to understand about the civil service, uh, especially those who are prejudiced, for whatever reason, prejudiced against them? Uh, well, they should hold it. I mean, the public, you know, they pay the tax. Civil servants get their salary from what the taxpayers contribute to revenue and... Therefore, civil servants have an obligation to deliver the service at the federal level, state level, district level, particularly those at the district level. They deal with the everyday problems of the public. Uh, they are the face of the civil service on the ground, and so they should be working closely with the local politicians to deliver the goods and uh, services to the people, to the riot. Tansri, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. Thank you much. That was Tansri Mohamed Sharif Kasim, a founding member of G25, weighing in on this call uh, from the Prime Minister for civil servants to be open to change, both in terms of mindset as well as in how they operate. Um, and so this was in his monthly address, his inaugural monthly address to the staff of the PMD. So I guess setting the tone, right, for how things can continue. We'd like to hear from you. What has been your experience dealing with the civil sector? Good or not so good? Uh, we want to hear. You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice Voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.